You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Welcome to the Voluntary Vixens. I'm your long-legged yogi host, Cam Harless. And with me today, <laughs> as always, is my little chocolate bear, my little boo-boo, Mr. Thaddeus Preston, a.k.a. Nick Way. How are you doing, buddy? What up, boo? What's going on, man? So, hey, so I don't understand why I'm here, but being that, you know, the ladies decided to ask me on to mansplain for the month, and being that they are not the... Karen's that I'm having, I'm in a holy war and fought while with. I figured I would come in and mansplain because that's what I do. Well, I just figure since we're both men, we do podcasting so well that we should come on and give them like a real example of how well an episode can go if it's run by men, especially with a man with such a deep and satisfying voice like yours, Thaddeus. Well, it's part of the banter that we need to be, you know, better accentuate Clearly. how awesome we are at this. We are actually very good at this um, because we have failed numerous, numerous times before this. At least I have personally. I've been podcasting for like 10 plus years across all kind of platforms and I sucked for a long time. Now I'm the shit. So, hey, yeah. hey! you know, it takes some time. You got to tip. But before we go any further, I think we should introduce our guests. They are women, which is an unfortunate thing. Um, I thought that, you know, since we're mansplaining, we should probably bring on some people, who, some women who used to be men, but I couldn't find any that would be willing to talk to me. So obviously, I have to introduce Maddie and Jesse, the actual hosts, hostesses of the Voluntary Vixens. Welcome to your own show. Hostesses Thanks with for the hostesses. <laughs> Obviously, you can take over now. Chocolate bear and um, Viking bear. Welcome, ladies, to your own show. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you weren't too patronizing with the introduction, but again, that was kind of the point. Hopefully nobody left, like, <laughs> way during that. It's like, like, who are these pompous-ass motherfuckers? <laughs> these aren't my girls! Yeah, you got that right, listeners. Guys, girls, vixens alike. Um, happy Women's History Month, where I can't wait to get be... I can't wait to be berated about... by, like, other women about how I need to do things... As a wim- as a woman, and then you know it will mix in. <laughs> what did that right? Oh, oh. That's the new thing to make sin. Wimixin. It's oh women Oh wow! <laughs> I totally missed that linguistic yeah. failure. But yeah, so um, absurdity, absolute absurdity. If you've been <laughs> listening to our podcast uh, before, you know, dropping in on us today, you kind of might have maybe expected Jesse and I to have our own take on uh, Women's History Month. And so we really thought we'd um do something different and not predictable, not have all the cool badass liberty checks on that we could. We wanted to bring our dudes on and <laughs> troll a bit. 
yeah. Trigger warning. Well, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Uh, I I had no idea why I was here. I, I really don't. <laughs> and I was just like, mansplain. What are you talking about? And then I'm just like, all right. Well, and as the as the only two you know white women who I am not and to at war with. Um, you're not Karens, and you're not you know raising cuts for children, and you're not literally the bane of the entire existence of our whole society and why we are soft. Why not? I figured I'd come on and <laughs> chat it up and chop it up with you ladies. That's all. I feel like that leave that little uh, monologue there leaves a lot of room for some mansplaining. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Do, should we talk? Should we jump right into why society is soft? Or what do you, Cam, what are you sipping on? Well, I'm, I'm, Sipping on uh, a red breast single pot still Irish whiskey twelve year. It's ooh, so good. But Man drink. Man drink. one thing that I wanted to say is we just ended Black History Month. And I'm I, I'm struggling in my mind right now because I'm trying to figure out is women's history month after Black History Month because they're less important than black people? Or Ooh, are they more important because they get three more days? <laughs> I, well, there's I always was been just thinking. Yeah, yes, there, yes. yes, there's always <laughs> been this thing about you know we always you know as African Americans, which for, for which I guess I am one of, even though I didn't vote for Biden. The yeah, we always get the short shrift to set you know next year during the leap year. Um, <laughs> but um, February, you know, so I think is Lincoln's birthday in February. I think so. Uh, or President's I think the Day state or tells us we celebrate it. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. I mean. It, it, I mean. We don't know when he was born. To be honest, he. You know. He kind of grew up illegitimate and on his own and stuff. We don't really know when he was born, but apparently we celebrate it in February. And since Lincoln is the great emancipator, I am mansplaining right now. Uh, it would stand to reason that we would make the month of the birthday month of the great emancipator Black History Month. When is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday? Martin Luther King's yeah, birthday is in January. Is in January yeah, apparently because oh, it used to be in January. Right. Mm -hmm. But when did when did the government kill him? Was that February? I can't remember. I don't know when like they assassinated him. I think in the fall. Also, when was Malcolm X killed? I think Malcolm X was killed also in like the was. I don't know when he was. And of course, now we found out that you know. Oh yeah, you know the government might have had a little something to do with that. Duh. They hated him. The nation of Islam hated him. The government and the nation of Islam work together in a sense because the government always co-ops movements to use them yeah. for whatever. <clears throat> Proud boys. And the simple fact of the matter is <laughs> Feminism. they basically uh, <laughs> Feminism is a CIA plot. <laughs> Um, to make us soft, um, but no, it's it's <laughs> it makes it stands to reason that of course the government of course the government had a, a, an ample hand in the murder of a, another like prominent black leader in the sixties. I mean that's Part of the come course. on, man. I mean you know you don't even need a man to explain that. I mean no, they killed that's a true. lot of like, people I was, in the sixties. To be honest, because JFK died in the sixties too. Yeah, they treat. I mean they killed his brother as well. So yeah. I mean the simple fact of the matter is like if. Someone wants to get at you or to enable someone to get at you, the person who can do that is the state. And so ultimately, I, yeah, I, you know, Black History Month is really kind of patronizing, to be blunt. Um, I couldn't stand logging into Amazon and seeing, like, you know, <laughs> black voices black scattered love, across the splash screen. And, like, that's been I know, all granted, year. there were some good movies 
Has that been all, all year? year? Oh, man. that's right, because we've, we're also coming off the George Floyd yeah, riots true. and the 1619 yeah. riots. And uh, the- Chauvin is going to be sentenced, or that's going to be decided soon. No, no, that trial that trial kicks off yeah. this week, or, so, or yeah. at some point this week or next week. So right? some fireworks are going to go off in uh, Minnesota soon. Yeah, yeah, and isn't that sad and predictable? When did when did like an unarmed black person who's generally a criminal um, set off almost championship like riots in cities all the time? When when did that come to be like the norm? Like did someone get did a black person get shot? Yeah, what did he do? Oh well, he was shooting at the cops, and he, he kidnapped the baby, and he kicked the dog and stuff like that. But the you know, but the, kid, the cops just gunned him down. All right, well, um, I need some Nikes, and I definitely need some flat screen TVs. It's time to time to burn down a city, and you know, I I, I can't. It does it. Uh, you know, let me mansplain this to you. <laughs> Black, explain it to us. Not all of us are like that. White people, <laughs> okay, white plan. people. <laughs> Not all white people are this like is this. Unique. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it, it's it's most of us are middle class. Some of us even went to college. It's not. We're not what? those people. Right. <laughs> Are you living in the future and you're just coming back to visit? Like, hey, yes, I'm living in that. I'm living in the future that, yeah, I'm living in this future where we completely indoctrinated everybody with this woke nonsense and that we've taught our, we've taught every white kid that goes to any public school or government school or government sponsored school that they're terrible. It's okay to be white, ladies. And also. Is it okay for me to be white? Mm, no, 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 not, nah, you. not fuck, you. Nah. We we've determined it's not okay. Not this month. Yeah, I used to defend white men, but I can't, bro. I mean, I might get you know, I might lose my hood card, man. It's it's and it's bad, man. I feel sorry for white folk, white dudes, man. I'm like, what did they do? Ew, white, what did they do? White like guys cannot ask honest questions without having their intentions questioned. That is some yeah. that is something that that I found Racist. out recently. <laughs> yeah, not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> but no, nah, it's it's sad. It's a it's a sad state of affairs. So I I I'm done ranting about that. Let's talk about more esoteric things and like how terrible the world is. So <laughs> the the problem with having me on is I've moved on to a whole freeform thought podcast. That's all I do. It's yeah. freeform. It goes where it goes. And I just want to say, Derek Chauvin's going to be on trial this coming week. And let me ask you, I was just thinking about this, how obvious to you is it that they decided to try him for first degree murder just so that they knew they could get him off instead of lowering it down? This has been... This has been the dirty little secret for better part yeah. of a year. Yeah. They overcharged him. Yeah. Makes they sense. do this um, a lot. You notice. Yeah. And they go for Augusta. Right. And it's just like, no, you can probably get him for manslaughter and get some justice. But here's the deal. They have allowed the mob and the social justice mob. They've the manipulated mob, the mob. To basically say, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. The mob, the, because they think that that was a win. No, I, I'm telling you. It's a symbiotic relationship of manipulation and codependency mm. because, like, they wanted to satisfy the mob, right? Because they want to be on the right side, right? They, they, they weren't really concerned about them burning the city down if they didn't go for first-degree murder. They were just like, this is what they want. We want to get reelected. You saw a chief example of this in Georgia mm. where basically, like, the district attorney was going to go after the one cop that shot the dude at Wendy's because the dude okay, um, went from being chill to, like, beating up the cops and taking the taser and running away and shooting it at him. And so the cops gunned him down. 
that district attorney or that basically whatever that prosecutor was, was up for reelection and up on like corruption charges. So he decided to play that up and go for like he they tried to go for first degree murder on that cop. It did not fly. And so the question is, it's it's the manipulators playing to the crowd and it's the crowd manipulating the manipulators. And there's a symbiotic relationship because everything sucks. We are living in the coin, the frame from Ben Armani, the dim age. This is going to happen. And so the Chauvin thing is, it's a fait accompli, right? If he has a good lawyer, he's not going to, he's, he's not going to go, he's not going to get convicted of first degree murder. And that's why I'm saying it. That's why I'm saying, I think that it's the state being manipulative. I I think that the, the masses think they're manipulating, but anyone who celebrated it first degree murder didn't realize as soon as they said that, that he wasn't going to be actually yeah. convicted of that right and so once he's off can you imagine the things that'll burn down it's oh yeah yeah this is gonna burn i think it i think i think that's just kind of accepted right now which is a sad state of affairs also you should have known this was this case was going to go south when the conflicting autopsies came out right when the other officers were were like not charged and you just like and it, it just kind of now down to Shalvin. And you're just like, nah, man, it ain't happening. It's and like, and then you went for first degree murder. You should have went for second, third, or manslaughter. You should have went for something. They could have gotten third. Right. Well, I, I know I know they could have gotten third. I was gonna say an even more shady is and Monica Perez has talked about this too, is if you watch the video of the like Chauvin on um George's neck and all that stuff, you and then like suppose he dies, quote unquote. I think and he then did. He's, People come with the ambulance and they're not wearing like the appropriate like EMT gear. They don't try to do any like resuscitation, you know, they don't try to resuscitate him or anything. And like, I'm sorry, but as a nurse, I noticed that as well. Because I mean, I have been in situations where you need on some black man's neck (laughs) in the street. Jesse. Well, I've been in situations where people have died, (laughs) you know died and then we brought them back and so i know like like you have to do it like right then and there you cannot just sit there and put them in an ambulance and then start doing it that doesn't make any sense it's not how emts are trained so something is very all i'm saying is something super shady about oh the absolutely whole thing. did you watch the whole video yeah the tree the yeah 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 i did yeah. i watched the whole video i watched the whole breakdown of the video and basically yeah the, the the immediate thing is I don't know much about, you know, EMT stuff, but I do know about battlefield triage. And yeah, you mm-hmm. you you try to resuscitate at the at the spot, right? Without getting shot in the face. Or in this in this instance for him, you try to resuscitate right then and there, right? And, and then, then you say, like, the right, then like, right, you need to get him in the ambulance because this isn't looking good." Um yeah. Yeah, the whole thing the whole thing is is it's it's very manipulative. I've been very Yeah. I've I've I've, I've, I've tried to stop taking black pills this year and tried to embrace embrace the great reset and 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 embrace the suck and basically like, well, <laughs> if it's all going to burn to the ground, I might as well try to get rich or die trying. A 50 cent reference for the white girl. That's a here. great movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you get no, it's an excellent movie. Did you get to recap lie. and watch that movie last month and like really just like connect Take with it, it in? No, like, actually, this is my life. actually, I've never seen it. And actually, it, in so, all seriousness, one of the better, one of the better black history month stuff that was stuffed in my face that I watched one last night and one like actually a couple months, a couple weeks ago was um, there were these. British 
mini mini dramas that Amazon was that had was showcasing from uh, different directors and different whatever. God, and one that. of them had John Boyega in it as as becoming a, a, he was becoming a, a a British police officer, and all the crap he had to deal with. Yeah, he had to deal with a bunch of crap because he was a black police officer on a mostly white force. And this was a time when the British police were wanting to hire more brown and black faces and stuff. And all the discrimination they're dealing with, his family was harder on him for being a cop than um, anything else. I found that fascinating. And then I, I just watched something about Billie Holiday. And then when I got to the end of it, I, I, I wanted to find the first DEA agent I could find and blast him. Because it, it, the predecessor to the DEA was Harry Anslinger. And Harry Anslinger either wanted to fuck Billie Holiday or just hated black people more than a heart and passion. But they tortured that woman until she died. Wow. Um, for singing Aww. a song and oh. doing drugs. Now, if you ever read, there's a great book by Johan Harari called Chasing the Scream, where he explains like the, the kind of more of the stories of the origins of the drug war. And when you read about Harry Anslinger and what he did to Billie Holiday, if that doesn't make you an anarchist tomorrow, after reading yeah. that book and, and wiping the tears from your face, nothing will. Hmm. And, you know, these are the black, you know, and it, they, I think the, it was a Hulu movie. It did a really good job of portraying her and stuff like that. And so, you know, Black History Month ain't all terrible. I mean, you know, and notice <laughs> how they waited till Black History Month to come out with like, yeah, so the government did probably have a little something to do with Malcolm X getting murdered. And like, <laughs> so? Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> Show me something yeah. new. Breaking news. Well, Water's wet, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> they need to do like a movie. Is there a good movie on like uh, Black Wall Street? And yes, it's like called that? Black no, Panther. No. And I watched it every night all of February. <laughs> Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. No, um, there are, they're good documentaries, but no, they aren't good movies mm. about mm. Black Wall Street. To me, that's like the most fascinating thing that I just found out recently. And I just wish that I had known Is it like about the that. Tulsa? Deal? I didn't know about the Tulsa riots yeah. until like 10 years ago. Yeah. I didn't know about them until last yeah. year. I didn't know about that until like this year, maybe. I was just like, whoa, whoa, that happened? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Somebody needs to make that movie. Hmm. I, I don't know if they should make, make that. a series. You could probably make the series, but you should probably just, someone should do a nice definitive drama of the events that led up to those riots. Um, mm -hmm. And... Maybe you know, D, uh, not what uh, there was an HBO. What was that HBO show like? The Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. Uh, that, that's was, when they, I learned it was, about it. Yeah, they they actually put. Yeah, they actually portrayed it in the beginning, but they're just they're going to oh, okay. put their spin on it and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's kind of one of these things where like we yeah we're we're not taught a lot of history, right? Like mm -mm, yeah. we're taught that like like the like we went from the Civil War to the Jim Crow South. And there was no yeah, in between. Nothing. It was right? just yeah. and and dust. There were no millionaire. There were no black millionaires. There were no black entrepreneurs. There were no you know like the family structure was completely ripped up by like you know slavery and stuff like that. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um. And you know. They sure, it, they sure make it sound yeah. like that. And it's not yeah. that way. It's no. It was all destroyed by feminism and and white women. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> Actually, well, I mean, uh, it's probably closer. To the truth, there. Cam does a provocative way of saying, a provocative way of saying <laughs> that feminism did did have a net negative impact. Now that we're seeing it metastasize and become something 
worse than it was. It was great back when the, sh- the suffragettes wanted to vote. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, and, you know, why not? Uh, why not let women get like have credit and loans? If they want to ruin their lives financially. Let them do it. Um, that stuff is better economically. It's the second and third wave stuff that I'm finding odd, if not. And there are much there are very destructive tendencies to it. Now, for a man like myself back in the day, I I benefited from it because women were very loose. Um, Men today benefit from it because women are very loose today. Um, and actually very cavalier about sexual encounters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the men of today are very, they become softer, They're right? Soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 apex predator type. Yeah. An apex predator type, uh, you know, that knows his, se- his or her sexuality or knows his, uh, his, you know, his game, knows he got game and stuff like that is going to clean up out here. You know, he's going to need, he's going to need, he's going to need a rolling prescription for penicillin because he's going to be banging everything (laughs) because it's just crazy out here. It's, it's crazy out here. And it's, I'm not saying that, you know, if a woman want to get her freak freak on, that's fine. But I may understand that there are long-term consequences, both psychologically and sometimes physically to like doing those types of things and engaging in that type of behavior. And I think clearly culturally, um, Oh, yeah. Cult- oh, culturally, just, it's, it's, it's completely corrosive. Yeah. I think that there's, like, shows that are tailored towards women. Like, I, I was, I'm thinking of, like, the Gilmore Every Girls. show. Every show. Yeah. <laughs> All the shows. All the shows. <laughs> I didn't realize, like, how insidious it was until I really started thinking about it. Because, like, just the Gilmore Girls, for example. Like, if you've ever watched that show. Never you know, you watch the Rory, the, the young one, the daughter. Thank you. You know, she's going to, she's doing really good in high school and she's got all these guys that like her and she's, but she's really focused on her education. She's really focused. She goes to Yale, I think it is. And she graduates from Yale with this boyfriend who's just gorgeous and he comes from a wonderful family. He's going to be successful. And you think that at the end, they're going to get married and go off into the sunset. But at the end of the show, she says... Well, I have this internship to follow Obama, and I'm gonna like she's gonna work for the Obama administration or something That's like that. That's how it ends. Yeah, so she dumps her boyfriend. Well, good thing I never ever wasted a single <laughs> damn second of my life watching that show. And I'm I'm like, what? I, no, don't, don't even. No, it's, not. I, I'm Thank like, you for confirming and, that. But here's the funny thing, though, is they brought back the Gilmore Girls for like one oh, yeah, season uh-huh. on Netflix, like yeah. Netflix or something. Who was and, more upset, the daughter or the mom? Well, I'm just going to say, like, if you guys wanted to watch this, I'm just going to ruin it for you. Just so sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, she does that last season. She goes she he marries somebody else. Her boyfriend marries somebody else. And now she's kind of having like this affair with him because she's oh back gosh. with him somehow. And then they end the season where. He basically says, like, hey, we have to end this because I'm married. This just isn't going to work. And then she finds out she's pregnant. And I'm like, that's the reality, though. I guess. Homewrecker. But they make it, they glorify it like she's this beautiful young woman. She's so successful. And 
She worked for Obama, so she right, clearly is exactly. on the right side of history and, she, and everything. Is season two where she aborts the baby? Well, they didn't bring another season in, and I'm just... I don't... Season two I mean, reprise. Like, it's probably going to start <laughs> with probably. Or would. If anybody did a fan fiction or wants to do a fan fiction of Gilmore Girls <laughs> reprise season two, <laughs> one, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with how much time you have on your hands and uh, the state of oh your mental health. But but yeah, there's like, an idea. Exactly. Like think about this too. Like her mother is the perfect example of like what feminism does to you. You're a single mom raising a kid by yourself, and you're just kind of going through all these different men. I mean, it makes it look glamorous, but in the reality, like she's never, she's, she's like alone all the time. Her best friend is her daughter. How pathetic is that? Which is healthy. Because your daughter's going to grow up and want to go on her own, right? You, so. You, you, you hope so. And need to go on her own. You hope so and they need to. You're right. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. I'm just saying like Gilmore Girls taught me a whole different lesson than I think most women got out of it just made me realize like how important it is like for the men in my life like to try and have a relationship I, I, I wanted to be a mother I wanted to raise children but I didn't want to do it alone so I, I kind of learned uh-huh. my lesson in a way from watching that because it's like sure it looks glamorous on you know Gilmore Girls but in reality it kind of sucks through a TV it's, screen like it kind of looks like it sucks <laughs> well it does you know? What what it is what it is is you're gonna have an entire generation of women are gonna realize very quickly that um, there's a certain emptiness to their lives when they get to 35 they're less fertile and they have just a dog yeah oh exactly yeah or or when they're 87 and they have no exactly. one to take care that's of that's exactly what Cam just said is exactly the truth like it is that's yeah. the most important thing of all and as a hospice nurse and watching families take care of their loved ones and then watching people who didn't have anybody who watched them die and waste away in a home in a uh, nursing home. Yeah. There's a huge difference there. Do you want kids that care about you taking care of you? Or do you want somebody who doesn't care about you at all? Giving you COVID Mm. from Cuomo. (laughs) Or, uh, or Levine. I think we can all agree that, it was a good thing to let women vote, but I think the mistake was actually counting the votes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a placebo vote. He looks so serious when he says that too. <laughs> here's the here's the funny thing about the history of the vote. Most women, there's a plurality of women that didn't yeah. want the right to vote. They didn't they want didn't the want responsibility. <laughs> because now I would have probably been in that camp. A hundred years later, I'm just like it's you bitch's fault. <laughs> and, and that's what you say. That's what you say. Did, have you guys read Bastiat's The Law? Have you guys read that? Bits and, piece, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Like, I'm reading it to my daughter, and it's a slow go. But but we're reading it, and we got to the part where he's talking about voting, and he's talking about the uh, the capacity of people to vote. And he, he mentions women and children, like, as a joke, like, do they have the capacity to vote? And I'm like, wow, boss, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but at that time, I can sort of see what he's saying, because women were not, they were not landowners. They didn't pay taxes. They didn't. Some of them were. Some of them were, but they were, but that's not the majority. And so there's a lot of things that they didn't, right. when they're voting, they're not having to take into account, which I think that the, that he has a point there. 
I don't necessarily think that all women shouldn't vote, but I'm just saying, like, I think there's some men that don't need to vote ever either. I think there's a lot of people that don't need to vote. There's a lot of people that don't need to vote. Yeah. We were talking about the Gilmore Girls, Mm. and I saw a tweet the other day, and I wanted to mention this because it was mind-blowing to see where this, this woman tweeted that she was watching some show her daughter had recommended to her. And in the show, the promising young lady had gotten pregnant. And, and the, the, the girl in the show decided to keep the baby. And this pissed this mom off because she wanted that character to have an abortion. And so she went to her daughter to complain about a TV show where a woman decided to have the baby instead of aborting it. Imagine, I mean, seriously, I've said this and I said this, but imagine thinking that you like you want your main character to kill a baby. Just think about that. Right. Like really. But you know what's funny about that? As much as progressive as Hollywood wow, is with that perverse. and as as hard as they tend to push this cho- choice thing, there are very few films, even modern TV shows that has the protagonist or the main character not having a child. Mm-hmm. That just goes it's to show uncomfortable. you. It be, that's right. That just goes to show you. It that doesn't make money. Because people don't want to watch that. It doesn't that. make money and people don't want to watch that. They don't want to be reminded of what this actually is. They don't actually want to be reminded that like that's a choice you can make. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, in a sense, even though conservatism hasn't conserved anything and the culture war is pretty much we're pre- this is pretty much like uh, what is the this is like Dunkirk when it comes to the like uh, the, the culture war. Right. We're just trying to pull people off the beach so we can save what's left of the army and come back and fight another day. Despite all that, there are still cultural norms that are relatively conservative in nature. And one of the things that conservatives and at least the pro-life crowd has been pushing for many, many years, you don't see that in mainstream culture as much or, 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 or mainstream news as a whole. Like, didn't John Legend's wife like lose the baby? And like, she put it all up yeah. on Twitter because it was a loss. Yes. Because a ba- because we, it's a baby. Yeah. Right. And so, and yeah. so, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. There's also like, I have daughters, lots of them. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are too damn, you know, step both foster daughters and real daughters. Some of them are just too damn promiscuous for no reason. Like any dude that like bats their eye at them, they're like, they're going to jump on. But the simple fact of the matter is most of my daughters are just like, yeah, man, that, that ain't me, man. Like, man, that's stupid. Like, yo, how about I, you know, work for a living? How about I, you know, how the government sucks at a lot of things. Uh, it sucks at the schools. It sucks at every. It, it sucks at everything it does. And that's me indoctrinating them with Rush Limbaugh and yelling at him and ranting drunk about how terrible the state is for the last, <laughs> you know, 19, 20 years, right? <laughs> but they understand these things, and so that's where the battle will probably be be joined and ultimately won. Because right now the culture's trash, well, right? I mean, even a, if you get off Twitter. Your daughters have a father that's involved and cares. Yeah. That makes a huge... I cannot tell you how much of a difference that makes. Like, I used to be so mad at my dad for being so embarrassing and stuff like that. But when I look back <laughs> at it, like, yeah. he... Yeah, he... He was like, there. I, even to this day, my husband gets so annoyed because if... Because I still call my dad and ask him to help me with things around the house and yeah. stuff like that. You know, because yeah. that is a man I can rely on. You know what I mean? Like he has taught me 
that sorry honey i could rely is this, on is this becoming a, a therapy session yeah well i, th- I think so I tell think me so. how you feel about your mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is the relationship between mother and daughter Come um on. let's 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 talk it out virtual hugs because it's you know me i don't want to get me too but i mean the i will say the the for women their relationship with their father is probably the most important thing and i have noticed just in my field like working as a therapist and just living life if you don't have a good relationship with your dad there's you have issues in all your relationships that well are not good and let me let me man, mansplain my feelings on this. All right. Let's get back to the theme, baby. Let's get to this. Um, I do think if you pay attention to boys and girls, um, but, you know, this does present in women a lot like you're talking about, is when you have a father, you have an identity. Mm-hmm. You have security. You have something that you can always fall back on and know who you are. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that, it makes your life a whole hell of a lot harder. Yeah. So there's my mansplaining of why you need a daddy. I, I can <laughs> I can attest to that because my father wasn't around most of my life until later on. And then you, you, you first, you make a concerted effort to be like, I'm not going to do what that guy did, first of all. And right. I have deficiencies. That's one of the I'm worst things the, you can do. Yeah. What? Like choosing not to be like someone almost always leads to being like them. Yeah, you you, you try not to, um, and and it's and it's it's tough because you you do start to notice tend- tendencies that stuff that 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 come about as you get to know them. I didn't know them right, so it's it's kind of one of those things where like well, he came mm-hmm. around like all right, well thanks. Um, and his family has been more than has been generous, great, awesome. Like I love my Nigerian family. Uh, I, I feel very, very close to them. I feel much more closer to them than I do my actual biological father. But <clears throat> I'm not saying I've been like you know the father of the year. But yeah, I've been around. I've been willing to listen. And you know, you have certain you know better relationships with one versus the other. But you try to you know. You try to do what you can and you try not to, you try to, when you're aware of the tendencies of your bad example, you try to not be like that bad example, at, at, you know, yeah. as best you can. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that I was never like that guy, but I'm just like, yeah, I, I, there's some things he did that were dumb and I make sure that tangible things he did that were dumb that I made sure I didn't do. Um, but that said, I mean, yeah, I, I think, Fatherlessness is a is 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 definitely been a thing. We've I have warned people for twenty years now. Damn, I'm old enough to actually say that. Twenty years now, that the same things you're seeing in the African American community of fatherlessness will come visit other communities. Yeah. And now we are sitting here in 2021, oh, yeah. and the legitimacy yep. rate, despite what your color is, actually the legitimacy illegitimacy rate. I'm sorry, is higher. Mm-hmm. In the white, quote unquote, white communities, you know, than the African American communities, and the African American communities were completely destroyed. And the other yeah. things that the African American community is yelling and clamoring for is more government and reparations. It's just like, let me take you to an Indian reservation and let me show you what reparations ultimately gets you one generation yeah. removed. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about how that that welfare state and that not needing yeah. the man around is very based in what's that thing called? feminism yeah yeah um there there are look the the progressive era spawned a lot of isms that we are now starting to contend with today 
in feminism, kind of like what's a good what's a good what's another good example of something that started out really really good for a good cause. Let's let's say anti racism, just to kind of use modern vernacular here. It's always good to be anti racist until it becomes let's take down statues of Abraham Lincoln in Illinois, right? And and then you're just like wait what and. and, and when the anti-racist becomes because it academically and it culturally runs out of things to rail against. And I think that's what ultimately happened with feminism to the, to the detriment, I think of feminism now that you're having to deal with transgenderism, transgenderism, you know, you know, you're trying to be tolerant. All right. This person has a mental disorder or some sort of dys- dysphoria that needs to be addressed. And if, he or she believes that can be addressed surgically, then we support that adult to have that done. Then it pushed further, right? Because it, because it, these isms never, it always yeah, these further. isms never find They're a terminus. They never find a terminus. They never do. Yeah. Um, it makes the slippery yeah. slope logical fallacy Insatiable. turn into an actual truth because it seems like that's what's been going on. I believe, I was like this, I believe the greatest trick the devil ever played on us was making us believe that the slippery slope was a fallacy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I agree. I was just thinking that maybe some of the problems with like the transgender movement might be related to like feminism, fatherlessness, all these things, because it's just like Cam was saying, you're trying to find your identity. You, You don't feel like you're one sex or the other you don't know what you're what you're feeling you're not sure of yourself and then i was also thinking too because they're about to talk about um i don't know in tennessee we've been in the news a lot about uh letting transgendered people play on women's sports and things like that yeah and i'm just thinking like i'm listening to a podcast and they're talking about like what's the solution to this and i'm just thinking like the solution would be that these people get help, <laughs> you know, like quit trying <laughs> to find a place for them to fit because they chose to not fit. Or they chose not to, to fit. fit in. Like they chose not to accept themselves for who they were born as. I don't know. I know this sounds really intolerant, but if they don't want to choose to fit in where they were born, then they, they choose to be on the outside. So they need to make, they need to commit to that decision. I guess is what I'm trying to say. One thing that I've thought lately is if you looked at the definition of feminism on its face, who it's for, who it um, advocates for, you would think that um, masculine-bodied girls would not be something feminists would be for because they'd want to preserve the femininity in sports. They would want to preserve women being able to make and break records mm-hmm. rather than people whose biological bodies have denser bone structures, bigger muscles, etc. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, if that this is why I think that feminism, especially at this point in time, is a farce, is because of the intersectionality that came in and started demeaning women, natural women, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Well, you- I feel like that's not fair. You're identifying as a turf Dude, at, with that statement. I would be a turf. I would just be. I would just be a T because I ain't no radical feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like that. That's that's exactly it. Because it's I don't know. 
I just feel like feminism was supposed to be about giving women rights that men did that they didn't have before and now we have rights we have the same rights that men have in fact we have more rights because we can kill our own babies if we want to you know and so i just don't feel like i don't know i just feel like at some point we should have just dropped it (laughs) i feel like women have taken a back seat in feminism yeah at their own expense and, you know, to their own detriment. The ones who are still so gung-ho about the movement, like, don't even realize it's been co-opted from them and it's not about them at all. And, and I think, that, you know, I think the yeah. unfortunate thing is the, um, let's just, let's just put, put it out there. Put it out there, baby. Do it. A lot of these progressive, mo- a lot of these progressive movements, um, <laughs> particularly have co-opted movements like feminism because of the natural tendency of women to be much more compassionate when it comes to these types of things, much more agreeable. Um, yeah, they can tend to be a lot more agreeable depending if you, if, but only, only if you strike the right emotional tone and that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they, they, they sold them and, and, and a lot of women get sold on this. This is why your suburban overeducated suburban housewife, Karen, who wears yoga pants and raised weak kids had in out outweighed all the African American votes that Donald Trump orange man bad got mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for if it wasn't for like he says mean words oh so yes. we're not going to vote for him yeah, Trump would have won in a landslide mm-hmm. because he had he he grew African American and Hispanic support more African American and Hispanic male support to be blunt um so there's a battle of the sexes there that's going on there's a lot of um, men going their own way type, hotep type yeah. pushback against a lot of feminism that gets, that, 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 yeah, it can get you canceled. It can get you yelled at. It can get you, you know, finger waved in your face. Um, and it's, and it's typical. All these examples we see, and maybe it's just a microcosm of just white women, like wagging the finger in the face of like somebody, some person of color. And so, and I think, I think you co-opt the movements when you do this. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier, like in our group chat, we were talking about working with offices full of women and what that's like. And I'm, I work, I'm a nurse, so I'm surrounded every job I get. It's all women mostly. And Majority women, I, yeah. I, I remember working in an office setting and it was all women and it was all just like, let's talk about Sheila and let's see what we can do. We need to, we need to report her to the integrity compliance and get her fired Oh, it was just always like the worst, you know, the worst. Yeah. And it was always very vicious, some kind of drama all the time or like my so-and-so boss told me that I, you know, I'm rude when I answer the phone and it's like, bitch, cause you are rude when you answer the phone, just, you know, (laughs) like just own it. One of the complaints I had from a female employee when I was managing a store was that I had asked her to stop belching loudly in public. Oh my god. Well, that, first of all, that is that not ladylike. <laughs> well she goes, Well, you know, if I don't belch, my tummy is gonna hurt. She I'm literally, like, go to the bathroom, uh, wait, dude. A grown woman, a grown my woman just said my tummy hurts. A grown woman, Gen Z woman. Okay. So like nineteen twenty. Still, that's pretty sad. So a child. Oh, no. Um, 
Eh, but unfortunately, today, by today's there's something else to mansplain about that. So this is a chief example of me to pop off on this. All right, look, we are not treating. We are not somehow. I don't know. Maybe this is a societal thing or a cultural thing. We're not teaching women how to be girls. How to be women. Yes, we're absolutely. just not doing it. So you can, and, and on the male side, we can we can take some of, we can take some L's too. We're, you know, there's a lot of weak dudes out there. A lot of toxic masculinity is basically just weak dudes, right? Mm-hmm. People, you know, no offense, yeah. cats raised by their moms, you know, raised by uh, a, a matriarchal family with no patriarch. So it's why they, these cats get on the street. They're over emotional and a lot of deal with their emotions. They get on the streets and they, mm-hmm. you know, they they wild out. But to dovetail that. Also, look, overseas and in other places, women know how to be, you know, women know how to be mistresses. Why can't, what happened to that? Like, why, 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 why is that not a thing? And that, that, that just dovetails into like not teaching women how to be women, right? When you say mistresses, do you mean side hose? Side pieces? Yeah, side, yeah, right, right, right. Side pieces, right? I, I see, I see it manifested <laughs> as side in side pieces. That's what I see. Like, I, like it's 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 not just the belching as a woman, which is like, okay, that, belching in general out loud is is gross. Don't do it. Don't do it, fam. Just don't do it. Yeah. Oh, but also, I just saw that exa- that example just popped into my head. Like, yeah, side pieces don't know how to keep their mouth closed. Bitches be me tooing. It's crazy. You're right, you're right. And, and so it's just like, it's just like back in the 90s, man, you just tuck, oh man, I slept with this dude, man. Well, I just tuck, you know, he's, he, he sucks. I'll just take an L on that. Not calling up campus police and putting in a freaking, you know, saying, saying it's rape. rape or saying it's some sort of sexual assault. Notice how they don't use rape yeah. anymore. They use sexual assault because that's much more nebulous than rape because rape is actually has a very distinct definition um and stuff like that and so like this is in a slightly joking way to yeah. say just to kind of play off of what can was talking about it's like yeah like a woman what the, what the hell is a woman doing you know belching out loud not saying excuse me and not trying to excuse herself or anything like not being very not feminine. being very Making feminine excuses. Well, it's, being feminine is horrible like it's the worst thing you could ever be ever that's what i learned growing up like, Apparently. Well, being masculine or feminine. You're not allowed. Like, I'm, yeah, right. well, I'm a gen, I'm a Gen Xer. The worst generation. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember at the end of being of uh, at during no, Gen X, it was like the the crumbling away of like what is feminine. Like, if you guys remember the grunge phase, or like women were just wearing yeah. like, loose clothes and they weren't shaving their armpits and you know all that yeah. sexy things. It's not. Yeah, we had so, that in the hood too, with chicks wearing dressing like a TLC circa nineteen ninety six or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I know. Nice. So I remember, like, it was like I remember going to parties and being like one of the dudes. Like all my friends were guys, and just being one of the guys. But it was also just kind of like, if you wore pink, if you wanted to wear anything sparkly, if you wanted to do anything that like was feminine, like it was a weakness because, you know, we were listening to grunge. We were like listening to hardcore. So we can't be doing all that. That's also tacky. But I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. You know, you know, twinkle, you know, some, some, you know, I have a, I have a little granddaughter. She likes sparkly things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, because you forced a gender upon her. But it was like a suppression. 
I'm kidding. It was like a huge suppression of trying to be feminine, I remember, in high school. It's like the only thing that you could do, like, you had to dress kind of like a dude, but you could wear your hair, you had to wear your hair long, and you had to wear makeup. Like, you had to have a pretty face. That was the key. But everything else, you just hid. You hid under, like, 15 layers of flannel, you know? You feel that 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 has come back? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And feelings. And I'm just thinking, like... Growing, I remember uh, getting out of that phase, and I remember there was an interview that was done with um, Zoe Dachanel, and they were they were talking to her about how people have criticized her for wearing dresses all the time, and and she always wore Mary Janes and just frilly little shirts, right? Being cutesy, yeah. And she was, and they were like, people think that you dress too feminine, and you're not really like a good example of, you know, feminism. And she was like. And I don't like Zoe Deschanel and a lot of things, but she was right on this thing. She said, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's against feminism to dress like a woman. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. She would have lost her show, lost her job and bought it out of Hollywood. (laughs) Well, she still had her job. This is like before cancel culture was like hitting, but I agree with her. When I read that, I was like, that's it. I'm just going to be what I want to be now. Like, I remember just thinking, like, I'm not going to try to force it anymore. Be be hot. Don't don't try to be something else. Something (laughs) sexually ambiguous. Just be Be hot. But I will say it is it is nice. What was that animated show? Flannel. It does. It is comfortable. Speaking of (laughs) speaking of unfortunate looking like women in flannel what was that animated show that i, I don't know it was like mtv what was it oh, yes. correct i feel like that's the that's the visual that like your tail yeah. was just giving me <laughs> yeah oh that's what i looked like probably back in high school i looked like daria probably all right minus the glasses probably <laughs> that sounds right then you yeah. got glasses now so that's why i was on facebook several like a year or two ago unfortunately and, uh, yeah that's unfortunate that's i was very unfortunate i haven't i don't use facebook anymore <laughs> but um i was on it a few years ago and there was a boomer acting up and so i made fun of him for being a boomer and he was like what are you yeah. gen z but i was like i'm not and he's like oh well you must be a millennial that's the worst generation and i was like yeah i mean there's you guys and then there's gen x and then we were worse than that but he was like what gen z I was like, what, how would you describe Gen Z since you're making fun of boomers? I was like, well, if I had to put Gen Z, Gen X, God dang it, I can't get these letters right. If I was to describe <laughs> Gen X in a single sentence, it would be, oh, look how cool and disaffected I am. I'm going to go do some heroin about exactly. it. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Mm. I'm sorry. It was that, though. It was. I remember just like it was cool to look like you're on drugs. That's what it was. And gross. And- yeah, it really was. And was that a, and I guess that was a cultural thing, right? Because it was yeah. me growing up it was all it was all about being a gangster, being a gangster. Yeah, because my my husband's from Pittsburgh, grew up, he listened to hip hop and all that stuff. Totally different vibe, but yeah. Different, yeah, different vibe. Yeah, I I, I get it. Yeah, you know? I mean it's yeah, it, it, and and it's funny, like I I I have more faith in the generation that I'm raising then I've definitely had from like my older nieces and nephews. It was just like, who are, who are lost. Yeah. I think it definitely depends on uh, the parent, you know, the parent. Well, one thing that you can, you can see when it comes to the millennial generation is it's such a long generation. Like it's, it, it took up some time yeah. and you can yeah. tell the difference between millennials who are raised by yeah. boomers 
and millennials who are ba- raised by Gen X. X. Yeah. There's a big difference between those people. Yeah. I was raised by boomers. Yeah. I think, but I think that I, 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 I guess I contend that the, that being raised by boomers makes you what? Um, it, it means I own a 1911. Okay. So you were, you were raised better. not not the boomers the boomers have their have their issues yeah but they they did they didn't raise weak kids but the you know they they started that crap in like the early 90s of helicopter parody um i I will say that is one of the but that's one of the benefits of having boomer parents is like they were just like look just leave me alone and go find something to do and you learn how to entertain yourself. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they they yeah, they were not helicopter parents, I could tell you that for a fact. No. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lashkey kids. Oh, yep. That was the best. I love being a Lashkey kid. Yeah. I, that was the best yeah. thing ever. My parents were too busy working too hard like to helicopter raise us and I was lucky enough to have been born when I had like all four of my grandparents alive, plus an extra set that I was able to have like luckier than most kids. Mm-hmm. So I really, um, it, it goes back to sort of what we were saying about how lucky and sad it has to even be like lucky, or, but it's very fortunate for people who have two parents. Um, yeah. And then, you know, how fortunate I was to have the excess amount of, um, sort of care for me. There, there's something about intergenerational like living. I, yes. li- I see it a lot out here with the Hispanic community, where two or three yes. generations live together or live close to each other. Yeah. I'm 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 a product of that, right? Like my 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 mother-in-law is 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 six miles away. Um, my uh, brother-in-law lived moved to Colorado. Was up there five years. He, he is now back. Uh, my nieces and nephews who went out and did things and were trying to be well-adjusted members of society, but because they're fucking, you know, millennials and they suck at life, they come back home. Um, and, and so generally speaking, I have them all here. They, everyone's nearby. And so, yeah. and I don't have that. Like when I, when people look at when they look at me and my family who, you know, air force, I was in the air force. My aunt was in the air force. My mom moved to Virginia. We, you know, I have, I have an aunt and uncle that lived out here in El Paso. This is like, nah, we, the only time we would do the family thing is we would get together, but we would always get together lately in the last four or five years has been funerals. Um, but even then those, mm. those become very joyous occasions. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. and, and it's, and I, I thank my, thank God for my grandmother and my grandfather and my aunts, um, mainly aunts. And because I am, I'm a better person than I am today because I just, you know, I had my grandma, right? Cause my grandma raised me for most of the time. Cause my, my, my mom went to school for a little bit, then came back and I just lived with my grandparents. And then when my mom came back, she's single mother. Yeah. But I always go with my grandparents. And so it's something about yeah. having that familial, familiar, like Multi- circle, multi-layered support multi-layered system, support system yeah. locally. Yeah. It, which is very, yeah. very important. And uh, I think we, we, we lost track of that. And, you know, for the most part, like, it depends on where in the country you live, to be blunt. Like, um, I'm, yeah. yep. if I live in a, I live in an ethnic community, right, where that, that's just a thing. This is what they do. Yeah. And um, yeah. same with Southern. Yeah, yeah. And the Southern is the same way, you know, because I'm, I'm born and raised in the South. And so, yeah, I, I, I love going back to Charleston when I can. Um, and, you know. Speaking that Geechee. Speaking that gala, that Geechee, my grits in my in, in, in my yard, 
in and my garbage and all that other nonsense. <laughs> I don't know. I got I got to be there a little longer. I got to be there a little longer in order to pick pick it all back up. But yeah. Um, speaking of multi generational, I was on Twitter the other day, and um, you're always this, on Twitter. I am every day. I, that is a lot of fun for me. That is crack. It is crack. It is crack. I, I can't lie. <laughs> um, but I was on Twitter, and there was a a couple of people arguing. And it was like a feminist and a very anti-feminist person. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting watching this, and uh, popcorn. The one of the one of the <laughs> one of the, the girl had the hyphens in her last name, and so at one point oh. in the, the conversation in the argument, the guy goes, "Nice hyphen," and ah. she goes off, and she's like, "Well, you know, this is because we believe in equality, and we're against oh. the patriarchy that we use hyphens." And I'm like, "I go, bitch." You are so anti-patriarchy that you have two men's name as your last name instead of just one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a real valid point. I've always been. A, I've, I've never. I've never been a fan of. I've never been a fan of hyphenated last names. Yeah, me neither. I have a hyphenated last name. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because you believe in equality? Is it because you live in equality? Not the not the shit not the shit on your decision, but you know. <laughs> okay, so everybody thinks that it's like a feminist thing, but I just I've I have a unique I grew up with a unique name and I like I said, I love my dad. He's a great father and I just didn't want to lose his name. You know? Oh, okay. So My mom my mom's legal middle name is her maiden name. But Yeah, that's what my mom did. Yeah, but I probably will eventually have to change it just because it is a lot easier when we all have the same last name and i have such like my my original last name is so odd that (laughs) hyphenating is just not working out that great so (laughs) i know no that's what's funny though is if you if you did it for smashing the patriarchy it's an l you just lost (laughs) i know (laughs) i know But it's like, it is, I will say, like, I didn't even really think about this. I really didn't think it all the way through. So that is part, that is my bad. But, Typical genetics. (laughs) True. (laughs) It is true. Like, I'm serious. There's so many issues with genetics that people don't even think about. But Most um, of the ones that I was friends with are, like, dead now. Oh, (laughs) shut up. Are you serious? (laughs) I have, I I had, when I turned about 20, 21, well, no, no one died of heroin. It was other things. But, um, like, I had several friends who were about 14 years older than me when I was, like, 20. And literally, I think two-thirds of them are dead mm-hmm. for different reasons. Doing stupid stuff, like doing risky things. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Our generation, well, our generation, we were taught, like, the, the future is YOLO. open you to do whatever you want to do and then we go to college and we realize like no we can't and then and then you yeah, oh, and then oh, you, yeah, have you have kids yeah. yeah or i i didn't i didn't go that route i just was like nah man i'm gonna join the military because i'm a i'm a i'm a pimp hose and slam cadillac those baby see the world i'm gonna do all this shit and then you get in the real world and then you then 9-11 happens <laughs> and you know yes. shit's blowing up that, I, and then and, that really definitely changed everything like i will say like 9-11 is probably the gen xers like awakening to the real reality of it's the when they grew up it's when they grew up and they're starting yeah. like all right like, like i got kids i got shit to deal with like the world's fucking dangerous you know yeah. i mean yeah you, like the government's lying to me 
Like, we're going to die any second if we're not (laughs) keeping our head on a swivel. Like, it's one of those kind of things. It was also a very big thing for millennials because I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. I was in sixth grade. My my test for to check and see if someone is a millennial because a lot of Gen Z people are like aghast at the idea that they're not millennials. Like I was that girl that belched. I was at work one day and <laughs> she did belter. something she did something stupid and I was like Besides you know, why'd belting. you do that? And she goes Right. I said, Why'd you do that? And she goes, Oh, you know, I'm a millennial and I was like, What year were you born? And she was like, I was born in ninety eight and I was like, You're Gen Z. You're not one of us. <laughs> You're not one of us. Get out. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean? I was like, do you remember 9-11? She goes, no. And I was like, you're not one of us. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. That's actually a good delineation, right? Um, yeah. yeah because, Don't blame yeah, it on my, me. My kids are millennials. They're just like 9-11. My, 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 my daughter was born in well, 2001. And uh, the other one was born when we invaded Iraq. So I mean, that's they don't and they don't remember any of that stuff. All I remember, all they know now is we're still like we're in Afghanistan. It's like yes, hun, because I have a twenty year old. It's like yes, hun. Yeah, we invaded mm. the year you were born. <laughs> right? so, yeah, if we're still if we're exactly. still there in a capacity. So yeah. yeah, I remember it was like the year I was graduating from college and I was about to get on a flight to Chicago to go interview for grad schools, and I was afraid to get on the flight. Like that, like a week or two later, I'm getting on a plane and, you know, there's police everywhere in the airports and everything. So I remember just being like, yeah, the world's just not going to be fun anymore, I guess, you know. I So the day of 9-11, it was like the whole school day. They showed us videos and then they weren't allowed to show us videos and all of that. And I still had football practice that day. And so we went out to play football and um we're in we're in the middle of essentially you know bfe if you know what bfe is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but fuck egypt we're in we're in the middle of nowhere um and we we're playing this we're practicing football and we see a plane flying overhead and every one of us headed for the dugout yep. as if the terrorists were going to take out Alabaster, Alabama that day. <laughs> and they were going to head straight for a football field. Yep. No. That, I mean, yeah. th- that was that was very like I, I don't think that I can relate to a younger generation that doesn't have some of those visceral memories. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where I'm from, it's interesting because um, so around that same time. Yeah, I mean, I'm from right outside D.C., so I think I've said before on podcasts when reminiscing about 9-11, like, I had people in my class whose parents worked downtown, and it was a genuine concern, Yeah, you know, yeah. if they were going to make it home. Um, and uh, you know, other people that, you know, had family members, aunts, uncles who lived and worked up in New York City. So, you know, we... Uh, the fact that you went to football practice, like everything was canceled. We all yeah. left yeah. school early. Well, they, they tried to make it out to be not a big deal for us. That oh, was like what they we, were doing. I we think that they didn't know what the hell tell. to do. Yeah. I mean, ours, we were all, everybody was shell shocked. Teachers, Dude. admin included. Like we all just went home and I think I it was... I'll never forget how quiet that bus ride was. Like our bus driver who never listened to the news or talk radio, we were listening to the news on the ride home. Mm-hmm. And so I was in sixth grade when that happened. 
And I think it was maybe either a year or two after that, for me at least, in my area, um, where we were... Do you guys remember ever hearing about the DC Sniper? I yes, do. Yes. I do. So That was a big so one, too. That was... Again, like the there was a there's a crisp and juicy down the street from where I grew up. That's one of the spots like that somebody was shot, hmm. and um, crisp you and know juicy. all the all those look. I know. I mean, I've never been, but apparently the chicken is. Um, I was wondering if it was chicken. <laughs> so, for, <laughs> yes, it was chicken. Um, but so, like for me in my class mm, in our, our area, I mean, we've. We had quite a traumatic few years because like literally for the DC sniper, we, we had to, we were told to zigzag run and like we had parents at our bus stops with us. Like we were on hyper alert for terrorists and then the, and then the shooters and then, man, it was a lot. Yeah. Well, I remember that day, 9-11, we went to lunch. We were all, all the little boys were sitting there and talking about how this is the new World War III. And I'm going to join up and I'm going to fight against the blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny who I became after that because I was so adamant. (laughs) And then I hit about 18 and people, I I went to the, um, I know it was when I was 20 because it was after I had a couple years of college under my belt and I wanted to pay it off using the GI Bill. Yeah. And I got in there and I just heard a Ron Paul speech and I'm sitting there with this recruiter guy and he's like, well, you know, you can get the GI bill and, uh, and you know, you'll, you're probably going to take some time in Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, protecting our freedom. And I, Mm. I, that Ron Paul was going through my head and I was like, why am I protecting my freedom out in Afghanistan? Mm -hmm. He goes, he goes, that's just, that's the military. That's what we do. And I was like, I was like, but tell me why we're in Afghanistan. He was like, 9-11. I was like, no, no, no. That doesn't make any sense to me anymore. <laughs> no, it's not the Family Guy episode where Lois is running for office and every answer is 9 9-11. 9-11. If it weren't for Dr. Paul, I would have probably joined at least like the reserves or some bullshit like that. I was going to say, he found you at the right time. Yep. That was just a crazy time because I... But you know what? We all kind of deduce things like, you know... When we were talking about invading um, Afghanistan, we started putting some things together because of where Afghanistan was in relation to Iran and and Iraq. And so we were like, yeah, okay, now that makes sense. Like, this is not really about bin Laden or trying to fix any of the problems that happened on 9-11. It's about poppy fields. Yeah. And it's also trying to keep an eye, trying to let Iran know, hey, we're right here. If something yeah, and pops off, Biden right came here. in and said, "You know, I'm going to do that same thing." Oh yeah. So funny. People were like, "Oh yeah, I think the first thing that um, Biden's going to attack is going to be Iran," or they said some somewhere else, and I was like, "Dude, it's going to be Syria." Yeah. Why are you saying anything other than them bombing Syria? They're never like, going to go directly. It will never be directly. Yeah, I mean, they have this hard on for Syria. Yeah. yeah the the hard on has been since like 20 what 2013. They've been like yeah, really yeah, pushing oh, yeah. for Syria. And so oh, I'm yeah. like, why is oh, yeah. anyone saying anything other than Syria? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I don't understand. I've been to Syria. I went to Syria in 2000 for a college wow. trip for, to study the Crusades. <laughs> yeah, before, bef- before, the, um, yeah. before ISIS destroyed everything Oh, there? it was beautiful. It's a beautiful country. 
Damascus was absolutely gorgeous. And we went and saw um, mm. Palmyra. We got to sit on like the the. Did you walk down the road to Damascus though? We did. Where Paul was blinded? Yeah. But I could that's see. something I would love to go to. Yeah. It, the, actually, it was, it was, I don't know if they, if the people there like saw a bunch of white folks walking down the road and they thought like, here, we're going to make it like memorable. But there were some guys sitting out playing guitar and singing to us and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if I, I kind of get the feeling like females. they just saw a bunch of like, they saw the blonde haired chick that's with us, that was with us. And they yeah. were like, white Ooh, folks. You know what? They, they have a thing for blonde white oh, women in that I figured that world. out. We yeah. had a translator when I was in Iraq where if we needed to go or do anything, we we grabbed our white Navy linguists <laughs> with the with the who was very well endowed, blonde hair. Mm-hmm. wasn't like a knockout, but was you know would be considered a solid I don't know seven, and we'd take her out because we'd be able to get into places that normally we wouldn't be able to get into. Um, because you know they like the blonde hair, blue eye, white girl. And can I they, ask yeah, you that, a non PC question, real quick, Thaddeus? Go for it, bro. What is it about hefty, unattractive white women? What is it that black dudes like about them? Oh, the BBW uh, uh, phenomena. What What is that? I mean, you know, you know what it's very. You know, you know it's very simple. It's very simple. Big, beautiful white women, or big beautiful women. Or particularly, yeah, big, I wouldn't beautiful put white the word women. beautiful in there from my the, the experience. Ass. But, but I mean, but that, that's that. But that's the that's the that's the genre, right? It's the ass. Okay. Yeah. See, it's that just, answers it's it. Just, it's more pushing for the cushion. It's the ass. That's that's what. It Are is. we going to play a game of does she get the D before the end of this episode? I was thinking about that. If we, if, I, I, if we must. I mean, this I is this is a out. game that I I really <laughs> pioneered with Thaddeus on on Make Liberty Great Again. But I think it needs to spread its wings. Well, I was actually thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know, like, do we pay homage to it being Women's History Month? And so, like, you know, ah. historical figures throughout history, Ooh. which would get the D. Oh, So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's what I was oh. kind of thinking about, like, to actually, like, stage well, I think so. Let me pull I think so. Up. And we'd also need to share a screen and bring up some, bring up some photos, right? So, if we can make this. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't make good radio or podcasting. But at the very least, we can say the name. Here. Does she get the historical D? Vintage D. <laughs> she would get the vintage D. Agent. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, I've got a. Here we go. We're gonna go with um, this nice history dot com okay. article. Let's go. Okay. So let's go with um, female historical female scientists. Which one would that is well, right give now, a D? I've got, uh, okay. I have, I have the eleven of history's f- fiercest females. Everyone should know. Okay. So they're all going to be black, aren't they? <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> they're, they're probably only allowed to be black. Thaddeus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you see my no. screen, Thaddeus? I see your, I see your screen, and it's a hard no. A hard no. Claudia <laughs> Colvin, no D for her. All right. What did she do? Two. No. No. Mm. Something about she a was bus? arrested for violating Montgomery. I don't care what she does. I'm going. I'm going off of something Wait, superficial. Wait, did we miss I mean, number one though? Yeah, that was number, number two. It, there was no picture. What? Well, who was okay. it? There was no picture. It didn't load. It was Sybil Ludington. Ludington. 
the female Paul Revere. 1777. So that's why no picture. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Next I don't know. We've got we don't know. But the D Jane Adams, who was a pioneer for social change. See, first that's of all, nice we don't know, right? Because these are o- these are older pictures of these women, right? Well, we don't know. So we like, may get younger as what, it goes. Look at, look at her eyes, Thaddeus. Like, what do you think? <laughs> They're cold and dead. Moving on. <laughs> How about no. how about Hedy Lamar? Oh, balls deep. And also, thank you for <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> how about Rosalind Franklin? Too mannish. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Babe Didrikson Zaharias. First female sports. Here's star. where I'm willing. Here's where I'm willing to put Going my my mind's eye and look at what she would look like probably 20 years earlier. Mm-hmm. She probably she probably get the vintage D, okay? Because she's an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> How about Sojourner Truth? <laughs> Hail to the no, to the no, no, no. Hail to the. She no. looks like she's very disappointed <laughs> in all of us right now. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Like she's upset we're playing this game right now. She knows. Like, she knows. She's like, guys, come on. She's like, really? No, like, she's back. She back because he didn't make the I'm cut. I'm number seven, and we, and I'm we, not getting. We the know. Team. We know you. We know you wrote. We know you wrote a historical novel, but no. Oh, man. How about, um, how anyway, about Jeanette Rankin? What'd she do? Let's see. She here. broke barriers before women could vote. Wait, that's first, what I'm seeing here. Woman first women. How the hell is she getting caught? Women were in Congress before they were allowed to vote. Wait, Cam, uh, or whomever knows, who's, and I should know, but is it Raskin, who is the asshole from Maryland who was crying about the um, insurrection? <laughs> I think it's Raskin, not Rankin, right? No I, relation. My brain tells me Rankin, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. There you go. That is, how about Qian Xiang Wu? Oh yeah. Where's Paul? Where's I mean, even Paul even even there because you know Asian because because Asian women don't are age. Yes, definitely. I think Asian women have the opposite of black don't crack. What? Okay. <laughs> being married, I'll say. Well, this. Oh, no, no, no. They reach a point. Being married yes, to but an it cracks Asian, at a certain I'll point. say this. I have some experience. Asian people, they don't age. Like they'll just don't age forever, and then all of a sudden it's just like bam. Then they just bam. Yeah. You're bam. Yes, this is true. Yes. You know, like like I used to love Michelle Yeoh. I mean, like I just blo- I just watched what in the blankety blank going on blank, right blank. now. I bu- um, I do believe those are men. Not even that. What? Why is it? Why is there a? Why is there why a man in the fiercest females anyone should know? LGBTQ activists. I I don't know why. Why are there two people for this? Marsha P. Johnson and As Sylvia if they, like, Ray Rivera. I feel like that's pretty condescending. They made two people one. They made people share tenth place. Is it, is this what BLM that's was based off of? That's transphobia, I'd say. Well, that mm-hmm. is not fair. Yeah, though. Um, they're famous. Yeah, they're famous for a couple. Yeah, Stonewall riots. They were very famous, prominent. They had a prominent role in that riot. Got it. Um, throwing the first bottle or brick or stone at police. Historical the- hotties. <laughs> Stalin was hot back women. in the day. Sorry, I just saw the picture of him. He honed right in there. Oh yeah, no, no. Like yeah, did you see? Yeah, his old one. His old. Oh yeah. Should we play who gets the who gets the V? 
as well to make it even. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, no, I think so. I think, the, the, yeah, for, in, in honor of Women's History yeah. Month. And, and feminism. Are we allowed to participate? Our right to, ch- our right to choose, right? Yeah, let's, let's see if Thaddeus would give the D to Charlotte Bronte and a couple more. Yes, and moving then, on. And then we'll find some men for you guys. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> Charlotte Bronte should get the D. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or maybe maybe I'll pick some Indian women for uh, Jesse. Joan of Arc. Oh, there we go. I think she was a Joan child. Yes. So... You know why? Yeah. Yeah. She's 12 she, years old. Because she's just... Because she's killing people. She was 12 years old. At, tw- at 12, she did all this. I'm saying, though, <laughs> no, when she eventually took things over and did stuff. When was she killed, Nah, though? man. She, too much... Too much drama, yo. Too much drama. What, 16 or 17? She, uh, she was a t- I think Joan of Arc was a little teenager, I yeah, think. Yeah, she was. Mm. All right. Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Nah, too much trouble, yo. Nah, man. Too much trouble. She, too be, much chaos. She'd be clingy and calling bitch. back. She, yeah, she, Sung Ching Ling. Mm, Sung Ching Ling? What'd she do here? Yeah, definitely. She probably had her feet bound, though, so that's kind of weird. How about this vampire-looking bitch, Queen Elizabeth <laughs> I? Okay, <laughs> so so if this if there's like an argument out there for these royals or lizard people, I'd say this picture's it. <laughs> <laughs> no D, no D. Well, I feel like this is an easy answer. Oh yeah, all there. Balls deep. Balls deep. Balls deep. Oh, Diana, I would I would give Di- I would give Diana the V because she was beautiful, and I feel so bad that she was treated <laughs> yeah, like no, shit was... by the royal family. <laughs> how about how about Matahari? Can you guys see my screen? Oh, Matahari. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see. Can I, I see could it? see that. Uh, I could see that. She's got crazy eyes, see, though. I, I would see myself. Trust okay, that. the Who's first Martha? lady. Whoa, Who's of the nation, Miss Martha Washington. Oh, Washington. It's kind of like a subtle, wow, a subtle that's babe. That's a good photo. It's a good photo. <laughs> Or yeah, painting. no, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good painting. Cleopatra. <laughs> yes. Looks oh, like yes. Gypsy. Cleopatra. I, I, I would, I would, I would balls deep, and I would raise an army to murder her enemies, like Caesar did. And finally, how unoriginal. Ja- Jackie O. Yes. Ja- yeah, Jacqueline. Yes. Yes. When she, when she was younger, she was a knockout. Now, when she married, you know, when she assumed Onassis's last name, she was not that. Good. In this picture, does she not look like a whitewashed Candace Owens? She looks like a deer, huh? Like a literal no. deer, because her eyes are so far apart and on the side of her head. I'm just saying, like that costume that became popular a few years ago. <laughs> like she would have been perfect. Yeah. But you know, like like a cute woodland creature. Exactly. I mean, deer are cute. They're very cute. I want a pet deer. <laughs> I tell my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, can we get a deer? Can he give me a deer? Little baby deer. Why do they gotta I be know, cowboys? This is a good photo right there. These are good photos right there. Said cowboy, take me away. Because look at look at some of these look at some of these motherfuckers. Damn. Let's see historical hotties. Gunslinging motherfuckers. But what if I don't like cowboys? What's wrong with you? She's obviously a lesbian. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fifteen attractive men from history that bewitched us with their good looks. Let's All right, look. girls. Johan. Johan Brahms. Uh, Does he get the V? Yeah. He's pretty good looking because he's a musician. Yeah, obviously. I feel like I wonder this picture. I, I wonder how small he is, though. I'm sure he looks like he's a tiny person, like very short. He looks like he's about four foot nine. Right. How that do you doesn't know? Look, how can you... He looks tiny. All right. All right. 
Old Charlie Chaplin. I mean, Why does yeah. he look so pretty? I don't know. Mm. Only with the the Hitler mustache, right? Those are like some very feminine lips. <laughs> He's just not my type. Nah. Nah. All right. How about uh? No. Rupert Brooke. No. He's wearing a dress. I can't do that. <laughs> that does. Uh... Wait. You don't like Harry Styles? The Tolga. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about Thomas Edison? It's a... No. Yeah. No, he's not Wait, mine. Do we get a split decision <laughs> yeah, there? I think we do. We're split. Okay. Jack Kerouac. Yes. I don't think so. Yeah. Interesting. It's a masculine looking dude, yeah. man. Jesse, Jesse and I have very, very different taste. Well, the, Jack Kerouac is actually the guy who wrote the book On On the Road, which is where the name for my podcast comes from. Yeah. The Mad Ones. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he was bisexual or something, though. I never read the whole book because I got to some gay stuff and I was like, eh. Mm. Um, how about Mike Tiernan? I don't really know. Tell. I can't really tell. Yeah. But is he an athlete? Maybe. Look at his hips and, and, and let us know. Look at his hips. Massive yeah, hips. Yeah, he played the baseball. His hips don't lie. It's just the pants. It's, just, it's, it's the, the pants, pants. It's the pants. I don't think it's... I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's yes. handsome Probably. in real life. Herman Rorschach. Um, no. I don't know. He kind of, he know. looks he like... He kind of has a Brad Pitt he look to him. concerns me. If he yeah. had a beard rather than that weird mustache... Maybe. Would he? Maybe. I feel like it's almost like... You know, when you take a a magazine and you cut out different features of people and then paste them together, <laughs> like, I think that's that guy. <laughs> How about Almanzo Wilder? Actually, yeah. I kind of like that. He's pretty good looking. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That got a rise. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, he's known for being writer Laura Ingalls' husband. Okay. Got it. The man that inspired her to write the book, Farmer Boy. I did read. How about James Stark? Look at this. I bet you know he did. He looks like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, wow. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, there you go. I was, gonna, I was just about to say yeah. that. He has that. He, uh, yeah, he's good. Yep. Uh, we'll keep, we'll keep him. One. Andrew Irvin. No. I don't know. I, looks I, quite femi- feminine. You don't like the prep boy look? You don't like the fuck boy prep boy look? Yeah, you know? He looks like he drinks mimosas on the reg. He's like <laughs> a guy. He's like a, he'd be yeah. like a fun couple dates and then that's about it. Or like not, or like friend dates, not real dates. What is, okay, this th- this one is for Jesse. How about Yonejiro Yoguchi? I mean, he's handsome, but I don't I don't like suits. So <laughs> really, okay, be, he wouldn't be wearing one. You're Jesse. not going to be, he in a be suit wearing when a suit when you're banging or, him. I don't know. It's Facts. kind of, it kind of, but it definitely makes. The aesthetic. Like this Mercury, a, a masculine Freddie yeah. Mercury. Yeah. yeah, this guy's hot. Joseph Waitzer. We, hell, hell, he even I gotta say, hell, yo, that, wow, dude. Look at that specimen. <laughs> hey, oh, man. I gotta get back in the gym. Jesus Christ. Boy. Look at those calves, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Joseph. Okay. Those are some weird shoes, though. I'm, no. How about Francis Parkman? No. He looks like Joaquin no. Phoenix. He looks no. a little oh, bit like he spent wow, a little is... bit too mu- too much time on Mama's teeth when he was a Yeah, was a I'm boy. not feeling that one. Maybe. Yeah, that one. You look a little moist Francis. there, man. Look a little moist. What about Anthony Fokker? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like the fun friend that cracks you up and maybe did drugs. Yeah. <laughs> fun at parties. Yeah, so I don't know. What about, what about what Ernest, Ernest Hemingway at a young age? Mm, that's Damn. Ernest Hemingway. Wow. Yeah. Mm-mm, no. 
Sorry. I don't know. I feel Maybe like you guys. I don't know. No, I'm not feeling it. Nah. Wow, really? Well, now we know. Yeah. Okay. Now there we you know. go. There you go, ladies. Wow. All right. Wow. Some surprises. Some surprises there. Was... <laughs> Thomas Edison was uh, kind of a babe. <laughs> At least I thought also, so. Also kind of a dick. But Jack yeah, Kerouac was kind probably of my, my faves. Okay, there you that. go. See, there you go. Even though he's bi. But that's okay. I guess that's my, that explains a lot of my issues, probably. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All oh right, boy. You have, you have talked uh, about Indian women. Oh yes, yes. You have. That's true. Extensively. That is so true. More than one episode. <laughs> I, what can I say? Yes. You can say uh, I, I'm I, sorry to India for objectifying your women. Um, hello. Or no, you're welcome, India. I love you're Indian welcome, women. India. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, I ooh, when the first time I went to Pakistan, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this? Like this? They're beautiful. This is, this is weird." I, and, oh. and I, let me say this: like, I went to the Middle East too, so I guess it's not just Indian women. But when I was in the Middle East, I would see these women that were just absolutely beautiful, and they would come up to me and my friends and be like, "Your fair skin is so beautiful," and like, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You're like a babe. What are you talking about?" So bronze guess, and beautiful yes and, I, you know. I guess i just have a thing for brown women i love yeah no like i mean <laughs> the big thing i like about indian women is like big eye they have really big eyes beautiful. like big bright yes. eyes long um, lashes i like the jet black long hair, hair long yeah, yes yeah, right and, and and i'm just sitting over here like where are the white women at <laughs> don't worry see me and Thaddeus will never have to compete with cam for women so let's just not worry about yeah, it yeah. I, I think my easy. wife would be very unhappy if, if you did <laughs> so where are Indian women at where are Desi women at no no none no okay that's, that's fine that's okay my love to the, the the subcontinent of India. I wish they didn't. I wish they didn't suck as much as. Uh, I wish they didn't suck a lot because I prefer to do business with India than China. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Um, I. Oh, yeah. I, see yeah. I know what you're saying. China. Yeah. China. China. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta wrap it up because I'm gonna eat me some more I food before say. I go to bed. Yeah. I gotta go. I got. I got. I gotta go to work. Into work tomorrow. I work from home today, but I gotta go in tomorrow. And uh, that'll be it. And I'm taking the rest of the week off. So if anyone else needs me to crash their show and mansplain or at least spit hot fire about, you know, blackness, I'll let your boy. <laughs> so Thaddeus, on that note, before you scoot out, where can people find you? Well, um, the Armenian Council for Truth and Journalism, which is our irreverent podcast that gets banned, seems to get banned everywhere. Um, me, mm. Sean, sometimes Lou, sometimes Dan the Man, even that boy Jay and Brock will talk about stuff. Sometimes it's irreverent, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's dark and like conspiratorial, but it's what we do. And occasionally, me and Gary do thank you for your servers, which... I'm going to shame him into maybe trying to do another episode this weekend because there's a lot in the tech news to talk about that I need to get off my chest. Because if you think social justice nonsense has permeated all the other fit, all the other pieces and, and corners of society, you ain't seen shit until you've read what's in the tech press over I've seen over the last five years. And it's oh, has geez. detrimental effects about how these people think and the technologies they're going to build 
to be a technological terror for you. So, but other than that, that I'm, we also fun, talk about optimistic stuff too. No, we talk, so we talk about optimistic stuff too, but I mean, but it's, it's real serious, man. Cause they're building, Plenty of autistic they're building stuff. these, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we get into all that crap, but we also talk about, but we also talk about the fact that like, we need to pay attention to the people who are building these technologies, particularly AI and machine learning things, because yeah. they're basically coding bias into these models or training these models with data that is unbiased, but biased in a different direction, which is what they call unbiased. Don't get me started. It's too late for it. We'll have to mansplain that to you on an episode of Thank You for Your Service. I was going to split say we can direct you to uh, direct our listeners to all the mansplaining on that subject um, imaginable. Um, I definitely think I need to check it out. Um, so we'll be on the lookout. Um, Cam, Cam's got a new project. We're sort of new. It's a uh, it's transitioned, should we say? It has. <laughs> Yes, it is a it is transgender. <laughs> well, it recently technically started it is. It is it, 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 it is it is it was it, is, it was it, has um, it was transgendered. It has transgendered. It is it is it is um I don't know uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's podcast fluid. It can yes or it, to get or to <laughs> get really really nerdy. The podcast uh, the the subject matter of the podcast is in the superposition of all states until it collapses under the wave function to what is now today the mad ones. I, I, I stuck with Make Liberty Great Again as long as I could before I was like, it's time for something new. So yes, my name is Cam Harless. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Cam Harless. If you want to find our website and listen to our episodes, you can go to wearethemadones.com. If you'd like to watch them, I like to try to bring people, pretty people on the show so that you can look at pretty instead of just hearing pretty. Um, you go to youtube.com slash themadones. Um, I do have a locals, which you girls should look into doing your own at yeah, the mad ones.locals.com. Um, yeah. And so the mad ones is it kind of stemmed out of an idea that I had a couple of years ago that didn't work out with someone I won't name. Yeah. I remember who, talking about that. And so it is kind of a mixture of what make Liberty great again became, which was kind of the Rogan esque freeform conversation. But it's also centered towards conversations with thought criminals, people who do not, you know, just spew the the party line. So I talked to Hotep Jesus this last week. This week I'll be talking to Brad Binkley from the Propaganda Report, and uh, yeah, we have fun. Jessica Green is my co-host. I don't know why I haven't mentioned that yet. Because she's a woman. Because <laughs> she's a woman. But we're also going to have Thaddeus Russell on at the end of this month. If it wasn't for her <laughs> in that episode with Hotep Jesus, it would not have gone as well. I guarantee you that. I still yeah. got to listen to it. Um, but yeah. But she's great. And But before you guys go on your spiel, let me ask you this. What's your favorite thing about me? <laughs> <laughs> it's that sultry voice. You're so good at mansplaining everything. <laughs> I mean, you're so great. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me tell you how this was supposed to go. You were supposed to talk about how funny I am, and you were supposed to talk about how compelling and smart yeah. I am disappointed. Our favorite That's things about you, Cam, is that <laughs> you slave away and uh, edit our podcasts yes. and <laughs> get rid of our stupid sounds and my brain farts when I stop functioning after 9 p.m. And... 
you're our biggest cheerleader and and um I think we should all not forget and I'd I'd love to see if you do more of them, but you're under the under the heading and guise of Make Liberty Great Again, your red pills of the week were yes. unbelievable. Um so I am I'm starting new ones and if I will say if you haven't it's a very good time if you want to catch up on the best ones that I did. Way go. Because just two days ago was the anniversary yep. of the um, storming of Waco, mm. Operation Showdown, that where the ATF decided to do their thing with David Koresh yeah. and his followers. And I did a three-part series on that. Um, if you go to the website, which I didn't do video back then, but if you want to listen to those, I'm so proud of those. Those are episodes. So if you go to wearethemadones.com slash 35, you'll yeah. the you'll listen to Ruby. Precursor, yeah. yes. which Precursor is to that, yeah. Building block to Waco. And then and then you go slash 39, then slash 40, slash 41, etc. You'll listen to that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's very, very well done, guys. Really you have good. to listen. On that note, um, you know, a moment of silence for all the women killed by the state, <laughs> including those at uh, and their babies. Ruby. And their babies yeah. just, you know, burned, um, burned by the state. And they still get away with that, these things. April 19th, man. <sighs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, anybody listening, you guys know where you find us. Instagram, uh, most active, Twitter. Um, we're trying to branch out to the other. Um, I think, it, Cam, you're right. I think we should look into starting or creating a localist community i know um we've had people reach out to us on instagram like wondering where else we are where else we're going um and and if they want if you know we want to be a part of their communities and stuff and i think like that and especially like if, if anybody listening also listened to the episode we did with jason bassler like he's on like 13 to 15 platforms right now yeah the mass exodus right it's already kind of hap- started to happening and so we've all just got to find ourselves elsewhere yep and I will say, as opposed to a lot of the other startups in this field, the good thing about, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, but the good thing about locals is that you pay for it. So even though I have mine at $2, what this means is that locals isn't True. harvesting your data it's already and selling your money. identity to make money. They're not selling you ads. The money that they it's make voluntary. comes from lovely? you deciding to join. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Voluntary is good. All right, Vixies, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Guys, thanks for joining us for our kickoff Mansplain March. Um, We'll see you both soon, maybe on your shows. And everybody listening, Cam, one more Mansplain? Okay, jeez. I I just wanted to tell these people to to keep it sane, (laughs) keep it peaceful, and most importantly, keep it voluntary.